I'm Jody Whites, Results and Success Coach, and these podcasts teach you how to make significant changes to live your dreams, make a positive impact on the world, and drop your regrets. It's time for you to get spectacular. Welcome back to Your Spectacular Life. I'm Jody Weiss, your professional coach, making sure that your life and your work is nothing less than spectacular. I have as my guest today, Andre Paradis. Hello, Andre. Good morning. All right. Let me tell you a little bit about Andre. Andre has come a long way from his tough childhood days and former life as a professional dancer. He is now an inspirational relationship coach. Teaching has been one of his passions throughout his life, from teaching in Japan to Bangkok and all the way back. In 2006, he began studying the dynamics between men and women out of sheer curiosity, ultimately discovering something extraordinary. This discovery spurred Andre to spend time researching and became too powerful a message to keep to himself. His project Equinox was created with the mission to share all the knowledge he had gained in the world. Nowadays, Andre would be considered in his third phase of his life, endeavoring to help change people's lives around the globe by equipping them with the tools to have excellent communication skills and healthy relationships. He is determined to make a long-term positive impact. Wow, I love, I love your goals. I love your intentions, Andre. Why, why relationships? Well, I was always, you know, throughout my life at phase one, phase two, phase three, I was always into um, personal development, personal development, personal development. And I started 23 years old, personal development for business, for money, for my own brain, because I was, (laughs) it was rough. You know what I mean? So try to get, you know, make something out of myself and get over my hurdle and my past and my traumas and all that stuff. So that was in my, in my natural being, I would be, even before it was popular, my friends would go, let's go to the beach this weekend. I'm like, no, I'm in a workshop. And they go, are you so weird? Why? What do you mean? You're so weird. What are you workshops? Oh, this is the weekend. I'm like, yeah, just go ahead and have fun. I'll be learning some stuff. So now it's much more popular, but at the time it was kind of weird. It was weird. (laughs) Anyway, so a lifetime of doing stuff like this, carrying a couple of different business, professional dancer for years, went around the world, getting paid to dance and choreograph and blah, produce and fantastic teaching in between. Because as a as in the in the in the dance business, uh, you perform and you teach, and you perform and you teach, and you leave, you come back, you know, with the the the. the so I worked with Michael Jackson. I worked with Prince. I worked with Paul Abdul. I worked with Kool Glazers, the big the big dogs. Yeah, you know it's amazing how you come back from working with Michael Jackson, how your class is really full. <laughs> I mean, so that's <laughs> the nature of the business. Yeah, um, and and so relationships. It's interesting because, and we'll talk about this a little bit. Like the, the metaphors between dancing, mm-hmm. ballroom dancing specifically, and or even more Argentine tango, the metaphors of how the dance, where men women come together, create the dance together. That's Flows that smooth, that glides, that's so beautiful. Look at him go; it's magical. The same principle that it, that that work in love relationships. So, two thousand six, I was in actually, of course, I was in a workshop in Northern California, actually where you are, San Jose, um, in a business workshop, trying to up the ceiling of my current business at the time, and it just I took it as far as I could with my knowledge. So here I am for three days in you know San Jose learning. On the flight back to Los Angeles, I sat with a couple that I met in the workshop, sitting together, thought randomly. <laughs> That's so random looking back. <laughs> Life is not random. I don't believe that anymore at all. I love that, right? I used to. I to like My yeah. life is, no, there's no random anything. So on the flight back, the woman says to me, what do you do next weekend? Kind of candidly, I'm like, oh, I'm off this weekend. Why? She goes, you want to come to the workshop? It's on me. I'm like, of course. 
<laughs> Those workshops can be expensive, and she's just like, it's on me. Wow. And I, I agree before I even know what it is. So then I go, what's the workshop? She goes, oh, it's called Understanding Women. Ah. And what did you think about that? Because you well, are... Look at my face. Look at my face. I know our <laughs> listeners can't see it, but I've seen a lot of reticence on that well, face right well, now. You know, it's, it just made me laugh. First, I, my first thought was, oh, I just ruined my weekend over this. Right? <laughs> really. Now, I have to understand, without arrogance, I, because I'm, I have our, my understanding of myself at the time, because I'm artistic and I look like this and blah, 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 that... I really had an ease with relationships and women. Yeah. I always attracted sweet, 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 sweet women. That was my life. You meet my wife, you fall in love the moment you see her. Like she's just this beautiful, sweet soul. And it just radiates, right? So that was what I attracted. So I thought I knew something. I thought it was me. I thought, hey, hey, you know what I mean? I didn't do the stuff my friends did with their girlfriends screaming and yelling and the fighting. I'm like, you guys, stop. That's so what? You know? Yeah. Anyway, so now I'm going to spend two days learning about girls. I got this, right? Like, without like arrogance, it really just, I don't, anyway. So, but I went because I said I was going to go. I keep my word. And I walked in the space uh, in a big hotel by the airport and uh, thinking it's going to be cute. I don't know. And I walked in the place, it was 400 people in the space. And mm -hmm. I remember going, oh, okay, this is not cute. Something's going on. It was, you could feel it, it was in the air. Yeah. The workshop started, and what I can say to you is I slipped off my chair seven, maybe eight times during the workshop. Like, slipped off my chair. Wow. Goodness. Like, because it was like, wow, something just struck you bodily or every cell well, in your piece body? Well, the piece is the understanding that like a, a woman's brain is different than a man's brain. We know this. We know we're different. And, you know, we tend to be more logical. You tend to be more emotional. We know these basic, you know. Um, but we are human beings. We look at each other. We speak English. We communicate. We think we are, right? So, like, stuff, we're different. But I'm talking like like slip off my chair like on like with, when i learn about the way women process why you take everything personally because you do now it's not because you're crazy there's a good reason for that right like also just spelling it out and what actually with that what that sounds like in your head how you get there unthinkable like unthinkable unthinkable and remember and the good the good thing is in these big bombing moments of like boom this is how we operate boom this is what goes on with us inside boom this is why we act like this this mm. is boom this is why you experience this every time there was a bomb seven or eight there was they they, they were very smart because there was men and women in space and they make sure that they, they, they would give you give, give us a few minutes to check with a girl next to us oh. left and right so the teacher would say just just so you don't you know it's not me who's crazy right <laughs> check, you know take five minutes and left and right and check with the woman sitting next to you Right, and I remember on my right there was a, a nineteen-year-old, and I like to finish, and I, I, my mouth is open, and I look at her, then I go, no, goes, <laughs> yeah, I'm like, but that's how is that? That's how we are, I'm like, but that's insane, and they go, well, yeah, no, a little. Sometimes we we feel a bit insane too, but it's like, yeah. like just so. <laughs> I walked out of there with my brains literally splattered on the wall behind me. I just could not believe. What I learned at the time, I met, I, I married my wife. We have uh, a toddler and a baby. Um, I'm not looking for this information. Like that. I'm there by accident, right? <laughs> like I don't. We're not. We're doing fine. Do this yeah. is fine. But what I realized at the end of the the whole thing is first I knew nothing. I knew absolutely nothing about women. Zero, zero, which is weird coming from the space that I was in. But then what scared me is I realized I knew nothing about my wife. Ah, now, that's I have, interesting. I have four siblings. Everyone's divorced twice, three times, four times. I have my angel. I have my family. I have my kids. I'm, and then, so the thought of, I don't know what I'm doing here. And this, so the thought of mm. me becoming a statistic, us, because I didn't know, unthinkable. In my curious brain, that I always been curious. That's the way I operate in the world. I want to know everything. Just went nuts. Like my wife says, I came home. I was white as a ghost. I was actually disturbed of realizing what I didn't know and how dangerous not knowing was for us. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. So that's how it started. So 2006. So I went completely nuts, which is what I do. And I, do- I dove into the company, took all their workshops, took all the curriculum, everything they had to offer about men and women. Uh, and then it would assist every workshop that was available locally. So I was in the room for free assisting just to get more of the material because mm-hmm. it was set different as right? taught differently, different teachers, sure. teachers in the space, right? Like taking the same workshop, but it's set different. The questions that come up, so like just, just soaping it up, like just so like just I need to know this. This is dangerous for me not to know. Within a minute, of course, I'm a teacher. I became a workshop leader for them, and that's how this whole thing started. And from there, I didn't continue with that company. Too much politics, but that continued my research and yearning to know all of it. So I studied with masters like Dr. John Gray, Shelby Felhan. Esther Perel in New York City, like mm-hmm. Dr. Pat Allen in Los Angeles, Ellis Armstrong, which was the original workshop. Like, I, I trained one-on-one with Dr. Pat Allen. She's a therapist, family, child, um, marriage counselor for the past 48 freaking years. And I sat in the room with her for three and a half years with three or four other people, getting all of her knowledge and all of the downloads and all of her material. Incredible. So I stand on the shoulders of five masters. Wow. At this point. And again, it was my curiosity. I did this so me and her would be fine. This is really how it started. I just wanted to make sure that we were going to be fine. Right. And next yeah. thing you know, like I'm talking about this constantly to everybody. My friends started asking for advice. At the yes. time, I had another business, a car business uh, locally. And my customers started talking to me about relationships, <laughs> which is very strange. <laughs> <laughs> now I've always been the guy that people talk to open up to. I'm not sure why. Like people just spill their beans on me. They I somehow have that vibe. So but it happened at, I have their cars, I'm gonna repair their cars, and they they're crying in my calendar. So I would shut the mm. door and the employees so much knew that if the door's closed in the office, don't come in, somebody's crying. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how it started. That's how it started. It's so much wow. so that I, you know, three years later in 29, uh, two, 2009, I created Project Equinox, my company. The Equinox is the perfect balance between mm-hmm. night, night yeah. and day, right? Dark and light. Mm-hmm. And I thought the metaphor is beautiful. And then I was I was thinking to expand Project Equinox and keep the other business, like as, you know, like an ATM machine. People own businesses without being involved in them. Became absolutely impossible. Both grew. And for five years, I was doing both. Workshops on the weekend, my own workshops, events, and then 45-hour week at the other business almost killed me. So what happened is eventually I had to sell the business yeah. in order to go and do this full-time. So yeah. I've been, this is now all I do. This is not a hobby. This is not for fun. This yeah. is how I pay my mortgage and my cars. This is, this is my life. And I'm so thankful and grateful to be doing this because the big mission, even though my business is to help people one-on-one, couples. I, I have small groups and all that stuff. But the big call, God calling, which came down really as soon as it started, it was quite incredible. But I have a God calling, and God is right there for me. I don't know why. He's right there, right? Like, that's how we talk, like right there. He's pointing yeah. up into the ceiling, and that, like that's the, a great way. To, to the right of my ceiling, just like yeah. my eyes up this way. This is, this is how we talk. But like downloads. And, and and kind of wild. Anyway, so the yeah. the mission came down. I used to resent it. It's so big that if I'm part of spiritually a movement to teach this to the masses. What's happening in our culture is destructive. We're destroying family system. We're destroying children. We're destroying culture in that, right? In a civilization without marriage structure and not be able to create kids who are healthy emotionally so they create healthy bonds with other adults to create healthy families when you break that apart culture society falls apart so the big calling is i'm one of the disturbers disruptors with other masters you today right now right to spread this this message of hope that you know it needs it, we need to we need to i'm not telling anybody what they need but what's out there is confusing everyone in the realm of relationship yeah. and there's a very more like natural way this is not that hard when you understand our differences and how to communicate and how to come together how to create a dance right together as a couple but how do you make that sustainable so instead of fighting together we actually get in sync with each other and this is to me godly and this is my job to make 
a nationwide movement that's going to go worldwide. That is part yeah. of my mission. You know, I think we all need help. There's no doubt about it. We are not born knowing how to have a successful relationship. So we need to consider what are we doing? How are we built? How are we different from our our uh, partner, boyfriend, whatever, girlfriend? So I want to just jump right into um, what you see as what you know some of the bigger challenges between men and women yes beautiful great great question and i'm gonna try to keep it short which is <laughs> good to be later by the way the work <laughs> that i do the work that i do works not only for men and women not for or not only like yeah um straight couples but the same with gay relationships and lesbian relationship like it's not the sex not just what's in between your legs it's the the, the dynamic that you bring together, the dynamic you yeah. build. There's a yin yang to that. And it's I would imagine also for close relationships, friendships, business relationships, um, you know, etc. To understand and to build a great relationship is yeah. positive as as well as again referring um, heterosexual relationships. Because all, all of them, all of them kind of have the same basis. Actually, we found out um, what drove it home ultimately for me was the the homosexual relationship that taught us really what works. Because if you if you understand that men and women are so different, as we I could tell you, that, you know, we go off for days about how different we are, Mars and Venus. No, it's two different yeah. universes. Like, it's not even close. It's insane. And we think we're two. That's part of the problem. We think we're more similar than we're not. And in that, we don't communicate the same. Men don't speak the same way and the same the same um, operating system. We don't speak the same. We don't listen the same that you do. You don't listen and speak the same. So we, we even speaking yeah. English, looking at each other, using yeah. the words we understand, we miss the boat. We miss communicating. So, Andre, give me an example from a male perspective. Yep. Just just a simple example to drive this home. So you want to talk about the communication or you want to talk about the, the big, the big, the big derail? Well, let's, let's talk about communication first and then we'll yep. maybe go from the big, the big picture. Well, and again, it goes back to anthropology. That's whole, that whole difference in our beings, the way we operate, the way we speak, listen, what yep. motivates us. All of that is built, built based on anthropology. It's called, you know, the hunter gatherer type biology. So the, the hunter is built for hunting, he's single focus, he looks forward, we do one thing at a time. Right? We don't we don't multitask, we can't. That's a paradigm of being a hunter. So hunters work together side by side quietly, no speaking necessary, no speaking at all, actually. It shoes the prey. The gatherers do the exact opposite. The gatherers come together to survive against both systems of the survival of the species. So as the hunters are hunting quietly together, side by side. In the prey, so we all survive. The gatherers are gathering every all the stuff to do the cooking and the whatever. Also doing the laundry, washing the children. Right, there's a system in place where community takes care of the community. So some women are doing this, some women are cooking, some women are picking up the berries and the mushrooms. Some women are mm. doing the laundry. Some women are watching for the fire. Some women are doing what's that noise in the background? It could be a bear, right? Like so, yeah. Community for the the gatherer. Now, so this women have to be aware of everything around them at all times to survive. So you have your vision field is spread out. You mm-hmm. see differently that we do. You understand that your eyeballs are shaped different. The cones in your eyes are fanned out where ours are pointing forward. Mm-hmm. Hunter gatherer. So like physically, the brain, the system. So when it comes to communication, we do exact same thing. Men speak directly. Women speak with hints and in windows, right? With the never so direct because it feels like it's, uh, not polite. What's happening? So women have a huge capacity for details. You could see mm-hmm. more details. You could smell more smells. Right. Uh-huh. You see colors we don't see. You hear things we don't hear. Like again, it's a survival mechanism. Your all your senses are heightened. Ours are rather raw. I, I our vision is highly acute. Again, for hunting, listening not so much. Speaking not at all. <laughs> right. Smelling. So you you're. Awareness of all details. 
is built into you and your brain is wired for all these little small things. So you speak with hints and innuendos because female on female, you know exactly what that means. Just a tone of voice will change the meaning of the same phrase. Mm. We don't have any of that. We go, boom. Actually, I hear the <laughs> words. I hear the words and I'm thinking that's what you're saying. I'll give you an example, which is makes men fall over when I say it. But I asked my wife one time in front of her friends. They were about to leave. You know, So you want to go to the movies later? So my question, do you want to go to the movies later? Very clear. Yeah. This, this is her answer. Are you ready? She's like, Mm, yeah. What I heard is, yeah. I didn't hear the tone. I didn't hear the hesitation. I didn't the, the, the dragging into it, right? And I go, okay, let me make some plans. Now she's mad at me. <laughs> what happened? Because her, mm, yeah, is a no. Is a no. Yeah. Or, or it is a... I I wanna I wanna ask more questions around going to the movie right. later, well, right? She, did, she didn't say that, did she? Yeah, she, said, she did not mm, say that. Yeah, and all her friends are like, "What's he doing?" Yeah, like you didn't hear, like like I'm an idiot because I didn't get that that was a no. Or yeah. there's a conversation around that, right? So this is one of the things like so men listen directly. What you say is what we hear, right? Except you never say what you mean because you can't be so direct because that would be rude. So you, you speak in hints and in windows. You keep going on the block. Right. You keep going yeah. on the block and we think what you're saying is what you're saying. And when we respond to that, you get mad. And when we, we speak to you directly, are you ready? I have another story if you want, but we speak to you directly. <laughs> right. And you, you go, what do you mean by that? I'm like, I just said it. This is what <laughs> I mean by that. But to you, because you speak like this, you don't understand this. So you, so, yeah. a guy says something and you actually look for the meaning behind it because that's how you communicate. It's right. mad. It is maddening. And, and again, no, what, what I have learned, and this may be totally wrong, and I want to hear <laughs> yep. your answer to it, uh, when working with men mm -hmm. and even women, uh, because I, I make no assumptions. I right. ask for what I want in a very direct way, as clearly as possible, with men using as little words as possible. Uh, I stay away from the detail feelings, and the, the music yeah, and the, yeah, yes, let yes. me, let me get there. I'm putting it together. I, I figure out what I want. I say it directly as possible. If there is another question, I will ask it in as directly with, again, as little words as possible Beautiful. to get the point across. What would you, what would you say about that in, in response to the way I handle that or add to it? No, I think that's beautiful. You have to know your audience. You know, and yeah. when you understand that we do it differently and you understand what works with men and you want to communicate with men, do it their way. But we don't know this. Nobody teaches this. Nobody, right. you know, so a lot of women figure it out eventually. You know, usually midlife, they go, oh, I can't say that to him. He's going to get mad. I don't know why he gets mad, but I know what to not say. Right. And say, mm -hmm. I find it very sad when midlife, 40s or so, me even before that, that women have not figured out how to get along with men. And vice versa. But like it's yeah. weird to me. Like eventually, like you know what's not working. Don't say this to right. So you want to put a million words into a conversation, talk to your girlfriend. She'll love it. Right. Don't talk yeah. to him like this way. He will get overwhelmed. He will shut you down. You'll walk away and you'll think he's a jerk. Know right. your audience, right? So your way is perfect. It will work with women in business often because women in business yeah. can get very masculine and direct and get to the point. I don't ask me about my, my husband, my family, my weekend, get to the <laughs> damn point, right? But women naturally, more feminine, will actually do this. Right. Which is very inappropriate at work and very inappropriate with men. Again, know, knowing your audience, knowing um, do people need a little chit chat before getting into the, the real subject <laughs> now? Knowing that we have these differences, knowing that our brains do work, you know, one is much more focused, one is much more, uh, let's just I say, see. community, collaborative, um, related. How do the two, how do you get more commitment out of your partner? Or, um, and we're talking again, partner versus, well, could be business partner. Yeah, how do no, you build that? 
you you got again. You have, you have to understand your audience. I'm going to give you an example of. It's very very interesting what I discovered doing this work for like since then, like 15 years almost now, is it? Maybe more than that now. Regardless, that if I talk to somebody, I know who I, I know pretty much exactly what their partner is without even knowing anything about them. Interesting. Because we all do a yin yang. We all do a yin yang, masculine and feminine. All, all of us. The, the, that's the polarity of the nature of the laws of nature. Everything that grows, that works, that connects is polarized, masculine and feminine. You can't have one without the other. Yin yang, black, white, up, down. Like everything is one exists because of the other. But in relationships, especially in all relationships, but the love dynamic, this needs to be a magnet, masculine and feminine. Zoom. Right? So that is the machine of relationships. So, and I notice even further up is if you're introverted, I promise you he's extroverted. Mm, mm, right? Mm. You talk less, he talks more. Mm, <laughs> you know mm, what I mean? Like right? once once hyper, once quiet. There's one of it's, it's always polarity. Always, always, always. Now what I see in our culture that is destroying relationship is because we we neutralize and equalize everything. Equality. It's on everyone's lips, on all the news channels, all that. Equality, 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 equality. Now, equality, you know, of importance. Men and women are equally important. Yeah. But to think that a man should be more like a woman to be a good man, and a woman should be more like a man to be a good woman, and depolarize us. It, by the way, it works for business. It's fine for yeah. business, for friendship. You irritate your friends in opposition, but it's, it'll work. right? But in love dynamic... When you neutralize each other, it's the kiss of death. The but what kiss. about Andre? If if in a relationship, right? I, I get um, one is introverted, one is less introverted, one is more masculine, more feminine. Yep. yep. I'm not looking at equality. I, I'm I'm throwing out. What if there's more fluidity, and in some moments. I'm more direct and I'm more masculine and I'm more, I'm going to get in this guy's face because mm -hmm. he, I'm going to be more masculine because he said some things that were not true. And, you know, maybe my partner is more conflict avoidant. So right. I'm going to be the man or I'm right. going to, right. I'm not going to say man, woman, I'm going to show more masculine uh, qualities. Yep. Can that work where there is, the power shift and the neutrality shift goes back and forth. Well, okay, so this is yes. So what happens is it's it's you have to have your primary role. Either you're the your driver or you're the passenger. And it doesn't mean the pat again, it's like pilot, co-pilot, president, vice president. It's not they're essential for the system to work. Right? In a in a dance, there's a leader, I lead and she follows. But is she passive? No. Is she lame? No. She actually has to hold her entire system on her side, her body, her structure, her frame, in order for me to communicate with her. So she's not passive at all. She's just responding to my leadership. And in that, you know, we get to negotiate this. In the beginning, in the dance, right, we step on each other's toes, we get on each other's nerves, right? We go play. I get if she's trying to help me when I'm in the process of leading her, if she's trying to help me, I'll get the elbow to the face. Mm. or the knee to the mm. groin has happened mm -hmm. right yeah. so how do we learn not to do that right the same in relationships so ballroom dancing is very much he leads all the time she supports the lead all the time right but right. what's more normal in relationship is like is the argentine tango frame where he leads because he leads which she relaxes in her feminine when he leads or she can let go and just be glory gloriously just radiating being feminine and let him take it take her on the little ride but then he does this. He does walks, 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 and he goes energetically. You can't even see it. And he, he stops, and he gives the lead to her. And she slides down his leg. She comes back up. She walks around him. She flicks the leg, ho, ho, and she gives back to him. And then he takes her. So there's a give and take that is really yeah. truly the way relationships are. Now, but ultimately, he still has to lead more as they dance together. She will take her part when he gives it to her for her to Got to create what she wants to create within the dance, but together there's a yin yang. Together they're complementary. Yeah. They're not competing. And so when we talk about equality in our culture, it was always equality of outcome, right? Like give women opportunities, make the playing playing field fair. I totally get that. I completely get that, and that's not what I'm talking about. What happened is it went into equality of being. 
that men should be more like women, sweet, sensitive, vulnerable. Women should be like more like men, go girl, but boss babe, right? They kind of, and in love dynamic, this is where we collide. Yeah. It neutralizes everything. It does not work. It sounds like it should. It should be better. It should work. And look at look out there. It's a disaster. Exactly. That is unnatural. That is unnatural. So but, again, you want to get back to the polarity. Yeah, within, but within the adjusting. So sorry. Right. What what I'm hearing, you know, and and in Argentine tango, tango. and mm-hmm. ballroom dancing, um, those roles are. Or have been decided. Those roles have been laid Agreed. out for the most part. Yep. So we come, you you come into that relationship, that knowledge, that activity, knowing the roles. In in life, in let's say it's a new relationship, and you're yep. you're on your best behavior for a little while. Three um, months. We all yep. do that. Yep. The romantic phase. Mm-hmm. It you know I would imagine. It would take learning about your your partner, learning about where are they more masculine? Where do they want to lead? Where do, you know, who are they? Where do they want to show their masculinity? Uh, not to cut me down or to make me less than, but to make them shine. I mean, maybe my car breaks down in your world and they want to fix a particular part because they they know they can and I have no interest at all at right. opening up the hood. So <laughs> in my mind, I think, great, let them do that, let them shine, they've got the gift and I want to praise them for it. At the same time, I, I want that kind of understanding from a partner where I shine it, maybe a little more masculine or a little more feminine at times. But I want, again, I'm gonna go back to the word fluidity yep. and, and, and understanding. What would you say to that? Well, it, it's, the, it's what happens. However, there's still a, a kind of baseline that is in place. Part of the reason why women have a hard time relationship with men nowadays is because we taught men the past 30, 40 years to not lead mm. with women. Don't and take the lead. It, Don't make plans. It's toxic. Don't tell them what you want. through the feminist revolution in yes, the 70s? Yes, yes, yes. 60s, yes. 70s? So okay. In the, in the realm of trying to be passive and not be toxic, right, which is ridiculous because masculinity is not toxic. Toxic people are toxic people, mm-hmm. men and women. Yeah. It's not masculinity that's toxic. That's ridiculous. Masculinity provides, protects, cherishes, and gives to women naturally, mm. instinctively. No manipulation needed. That's the truth. That's nature. So when you tell, keep tell men to not be man and to not do what men do naturally, provide, right. protect, cherish, right? And they get like shy about it. So what happened is, women, women, and with all this stuff, the the, the new normal, whatever you call it, that go girl that you don't even know man. To this day, your statistics show it. Women still would rather have a man lead in their hmm. lives, okay. right? Like women would rather have, because they don't want to take the burden of all of that stuff that men do naturally. Why would you? Yeah. It's right. too hard, right? So women still would, looking for a man, all women, strong, independent, powerful, still would rather have a man at the helm just so life would be easier because he takes care of all this crap that, like you just said, that she doesn't want to do or she's not interested in doing or that she has no interest. That's not... I don't want to get dirty that, that way, right? <laughs> I don't want to get dirty that way. I'm not fixing the I car. I just don't want to ruin my car. <laughs> but, but, but man, man, yeah. you know, when they stop stepping. So basically, a woman cannot follow a man if the man isn't always going. And this is what you see in our culture. Men are like been told to lay it down and to be passive and to let the woman yeah. tell you what she wants. And that doesn't freaking work. I, I agree with you. It doesn't I work. totally totally agree with you there and um again it's it's really allowing the man to be masculine and whoever he is what would you say women's strengths are you just said they men want to protect men want to cherish what would you say you men are looking for in a woman generalized oh oh this is so beautiful it's not it's not it's not my opinion it's nature it's what works. It's what's okay. natural. Then spill. Right? So yin and, yin and yang, right? Yeah. Men, women. So men provide, protect, cherish, and give to women naturally. Yep. What men are looking for, which nobody is aware of, because men can't describe it. They just respond to it. They don't. They can't really explain it. 
right? But men are looking to be inspired, to be lifted with believing in him, right? This gives him the jet fuel to go conquer life, to build his character, you know, to be able to build something valuable in the world, to make a difference in the world. That gives also gives the finances to be able to provide, protect, cherish, and give. Yeah. But what she needs to be is an inspiration for him, help him with his self-doubt, because he's got a self-doubt that he's truly maybe not even able to do this, but she believes in him, he's going to conquer everything. And this comes back to the phrase, behind every great man is a fantastic woman. That's the mechanism. Men will say, without her, I would never have accomplished this much. Mm -hmm. That's natural. I can say this for my life and my wife. I would not be this guy without my wife. I, I, I would live much smaller, because just for me to take care of, I don't need to push so hard. I don't need to conquer everything. But for us, watch me, right? And when she says, babe, you got this. Yeah. You'll figure it out. You're amazing. Go. Yeah. I cannot doubt myself. And she gives me the jet fuel to conquer. And I go, wow, look at me go. And she's like, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And guess what she gets? She gets all the goodies of, of, of the, you know, us coming together and creating something fantastic where she helps me believe in me. With, and then I, I shower her with everything that she wants. I get to provide, I get to protect, I get to cherish, I get to give. And then exchange her life is much more comfortable. She doesn't have to work so hard. I'm doing all the hard work happily. She plays, she still has her passion. She's a dancer as well. So she's teaching nice. ballet in the colleges part-time. She gets to take care of our kids and be a mom and a wife. So That's she basically... You know, I'm I'm hearing inspire, lifted. Yep. You know, you got this. Make I want that as a female. I want that too. Right. <laughs> so, uh, what I really want is is everything. And again, <laughs> I know, I know, and I I want to be inspired by my partner, and I want to be there. Um, and um, I think. Again, I want some of that at some times, and I want to be held and loved at Fair other enough. times. But Fair I enough. don't want to preclude one from the other, and I want to be able to give to my partner, <coughs> husband, the same thing and hold him when he's, you know, had a, a rough day or is in self-doubt. So yeah, I want this yin yang. <laughs> Yep. To be more circular and to keep moving and not not make it so uh, in the box. Completely with you. And then not there's no box. There is no right. box. Right? There's right. a there's an arching tangle back and forth. The stuff that my wife does is more masculine. The stuff that I, I do that are more feminine. We negotiated that. I don't I'm not interested in that. I'm good at that. Okay, yeah. well you take that on, I take that on, right? But the the machine of it in itself. If I'm too feminine, she doesn't feel safe. She okay. doesn't feel safe. If a Coming woman doesn't feel safe, safety. it's over. If a woman doesn't feel safe, it's over. If I'm too passive, she will lose respect for me. It's yep. over. This is what's happening in the world. So we give, we tell women, go girl, boss babe, go for it, right? You don't need no man and you can do it yourself. And when you understand that, again, this is all nature, yes. that men need to be needed in order to be healthy. Men need to be needed yes. to stay masculine. Men to be need have to be needed in order to stay of service and want to help. But when you say, I got it, I don't need man. I got this, right? And yeah. women start bossing men around just because if you're masculine, you're masculine. So if you're masculine at work, you tend to spill that over your personal life. And what happens is masculine men, again, masculine women will attract yin-yang again. Masculine women will attract feminine men which they can't respect, they never feel safe with. And he's like, go girl, make some money, get that promotion while he's sitting yeah. on the couch with a dog, smoking <laughs> a joint and writing his music. You understand like that doesn't work. Yeah. So you don't, you can't flip the script and think life is gonna serve you and then nature will back it up. It'll so, work until you yeah. burn out. So you're going back to nature. You're going it's back all, to the first instincts nature. And if, you know, in order to, again, for women to feel safe, that's a great word, and for men on the flip side to feel needed, respected, valued, this is kind of the bottom line. So baseline. I'm going to ask you one more question. That's great. Yes. I'm glad we <laughs> we came back to that. Um, you see because, it, though, right? You see yeah, it, right? Oh, oh it's, it's a first instinct, yes. And then there's... 
this is what I need to do. I need to, you know, there's communication. Negotiating in between. Negotiating. negotiating. Excellent word as well. So again, as we're we're kind of coming to the end of this podcast, one thing that you can tell our listeners, and I know it's not a magic bullet, but one thing for both men and women to keep in mind to help a relationship become stronger. Okay, so oof, that's a good question. I know, I know. So you're gonna I'm going to tell, I tell you what I short. see. I know, I'm so yeah. sorry. I know, no, 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 no worries. No I will worries. tell you what I see. I will tell you what I see that doesn't work. Okay. Are you with me? So yeah. what's happened in our culture is since the feminist movement, we taught women equality and go out there and you have opportunity. And that's beautiful. That's beautiful. That's, that's not, that's not, uh, that's a no brain. Right. So, but the, the role of males has never changed. Masked men have to go out there and kill it somehow. They have to build something, make something of themselves. Right? No one respects a guy who's living in the basement of his mother's house playing video games. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Even past yeah. teens, oh, I even know past his teens, even past yeah. his teens, it's unacceptable. We all know this, and we judge the hell out of him for. So, what men have to be is the same thing they've always had to be: is make something of yourself, build your character, push through your life, push through your fears, push through your weaknesses, and build something. So. You can gain self-respect, first of all. Without self-respect, you have nothing. No one wants to be on that guy. But also be respected by both men and women. That's, right? That's always been. That's never changed. However, since the feminist movement, we taught women to not be, that's very traditional role models, by the way. That's very traditional male. We taught women for the past few decades, about 50, 60, 70 years, to undo their traditional ways. So what happens is women still want traditional men, but most women that I encounter do not want to be traditional women mm. and wonder why men reject them. Mm. There is a the problem. Yeah. So where's the sweet spot? There's a sweet spot here. There's yeah. a modern way to do this. This is what I teach, right? Like if, if you're going to not be traditional, traditional men will not claim you. They just won't. So traditional means what? Well, traditional role models, right? If you want a traditional male who's going to provide, protect, cherish, and give, then you have to be the feminine energy that he attracts, that he's... Right and and the radiance and the loveliness and the warmth of the feminine presence that actually breathes life into us. You have to be feminine yeah. for men to see you. Even when you're in ma- when you're in your masculine energy, you completely disappear from our radar. You completely you become a block of ice. And women <laughs> complain of that, right? Men don't see me. No, I'm beautiful. Yeah. I'm young. I have money. Nobody's dating. Nobody's asking me out. You're invisible. Because what makes us makes you visible is your feminine warmth and radiance and women at work lose all of this eventually this is the work of my clients so how do we bring you back so not that we undo who you are and all the beautiful stuff you created we're not it's not about undoing you and make you so i get feminists sometimes come at me with oh should we just like dumb it down for you guys and wiggle our butts like i'm like that's insulting that's not what i'm saying please don't be an ass that's not what i'm freaking saying i'm saying you could be a badass. You could be a boss, babe. You could be CEO. That's all fine. But you have to, I'm going to be crass now. I'm going to tell you what I said all the time. Said, but you have to leave your balls at work. <laughs> your balls are fake. Mine are real. So if you want to actually <laughs> attract, if you want to attract men who yeah. are provide protectors, the yeah. traditional masculine men, they will not, they don't want your balls in his face. And yeah. this is what this is where women don't get it. Like they think the culture against it. The women go girl badass. Like men yeah. love it. They want women with money and power. They don't want none of that. They so want in, in summary, yes. women can soften. That's they can be who word. they are. Yes, absolutely who they are. But if both. they can do both, yes. and when they're in a relationship, they can soften and warm up and and just let go of having to be masculine men on the other hand need to man up and they need to and they need to i say this every day to respect themselves value themselves build something that women can see and say, wow, this, this, I love what this guy, how this guy's making an impact on the world. And I want to, I want to be behind him. Right. He's, he's up to something. And yeah. I know that if I hook onto him, I'm safe yeah. and he's going to provide and protect, right? That's the safety that's for the women. Nature. Safety. So that's men are not traditional. Yeah. You never feel safe. And it's that's always right. up to you. And 
it doesn't work. Again, yeah. even the relationship where the yin yang is opposite, where the woman is masculine and the men's feminine. Because I see those too, right? People, yeah. that's how another yin yang is nature. Yeah. It, it'll it'll work if she's you know, except they don't last. They don't yeah. last a lifetime. I, I they can, don't last. I I've see never that. seen one past ten years. She eventually a woman gets exhausted and she completely loses respect for him. And she's looking for somebody to help and freaking take charge and get it off of her because she's tired. Because yeah. even chemically, you're not built for that kind of pace. That's I, nature again. I agree. Yeah. We we have testosterone to kill. You have not the testosterone to kill. You have testosterone. You have estrogen to nurture. I I totally get that. And, and you know, it's as you're talking these words, my my shoulders are dropping because you're absolutely right. Yes, burnout on women and men, but women is real and women feel like they want it all, so they're going to do it all. And that may not work for a relationship where there is a lot more give and take, where you can lean women, mm, beautiful lean word. Beautiful word. on lean. a man. doesn't yes. mean you have to be less than anything, but I think the man wants that. So, Absolutely. Andre, I want to I want to thank you. <laughs> this has been a great conversation. I love the way you've redefined things for us. How can people uh, find out more information? Okay, I have, well, I'll give you my, web, my website. You can actually go play there. There's a bunch of there's YouTube and shorts and, you know, and, and a lot of podcasts, a lot of stuff that I wrote. So it's www.projectequinox.net. .net, okay. N-E-T. So that's Project the website. Equinox. Dot net. Net. Now, get this. I actually have a gift for your listeners as well. Oh, great. Are you interested? So I do a lot of podcasting, again, to spread the word of my mission, right, and sort of give people, really all listeners, a sense that there is hope. But there's a way to do this. People are desperate. Women are really, really suffering out there right now. If they want relationship, they don't understand, again, what's happening in the world. Men are lonely and shake their heads and step back. It doesn't work. Right. So if you've been inspired by everything I said, like my reframing and making understand like there's a modern way to do this. There is hope. Like I didn't tell you, I don't know if you know this, but not only do I coach people into coupledom, I I'm also um an, an ordained minister. So I officiate weddings for some of my clients. All right. I just came back from Texas doing uh, you know, uh, uh, marrying a couple that I'd started working with two years ago. And in Vegas, six weeks prior. So this is what I'm talking about is what I do works. And it's, not, again, not my work. It's my work with the five masters and the, the combined knowledge. But I'm the one teaching it right now. <laughs> so, yeah. so the podcast is a way to spread that out and give people hope. So if people, the listeners, I noticed that people listen to podcasts comes in two categories. My, my view of it. There are people who listen to podcasts, they want information, right? More interested in information. And the people who listen to podcasts who more, excuse me, I'm looking for my book, who are looking for tools. So I can't, let me see. So if I'm going to give you my direct email, listeners, if my listeners go to my direct email, it's Andre Coaching, the number one, at gmail.com. Great. And in Andre. the text box, Andre Coaching yeah. one, the number one, at gmail. And if you, in the text in the subject box, you put irresistible book. I will send you my book. It's one of my books that I saw. It's called The Five Feminine Qualities High Value Men Find Absolutely Irresistible. I sell it nice. online. I'll send it to your listeners for free. Just email me and, and just put irresistible book. It'll give you it's 30 pages. It's a workbook. It gives you <laughs> it'll give you a sense more of the stuff I'm talking about. And this is actually Material and data coming from men. This is men talking about what they look for and what they value in relationship in women. Huge, fantastic. Great. So for, for the people who want information, irresistible book. If you want tools or action or pick my brain and you're more brave, <laughs> I want to say it. Same thing, Coaching one at gmail.com. And in the text, the subject box, just write talk now. And what I'll do is I'll send you a, a Zoom link and we'll have a one-on-one -on -one introduction, like exploratory call where you can tell me what's not working in your life, where you're stuck and what the dream is. And in that call, it's an hour and 15 call typically. Um, we go, I'm very good at this. I've been doing this for a long time. We go right back into no one gets out of childhood unscathed. 
you know, the formative years between five and 11, typically, is when we make decisions about the world, about people, about life, about ourselves. And the injuries sometimes will leave us with tinted colored glasses or, you know, like the, the lenses right. that we wish to see life. Men are terrible. You can't trust men. Mm. The world is a horrible place, right? These things we actually forgot, but they drive our lives. So most masculine women who really struggle with being masculine, they don't struggle with the masculinity, but they struggle with relationship. Because they don't understand that's because they're stuck in their masculine too much, overcalibrated. Typically, there's a reason that we could discover in like 10, 15 minutes. This, this, I could go to the spot in their childhood when the wheels came off and they go, ah, right? And then the moment you know that there's nothing wrong with you, because that's usually they come at me with what's wrong with me. There's nothing wrong with you. This, this is what happened. Right. So that's okay. That's all. So, which means the moment we know what it is, we get to fix it. The fantastic part of the work. And then what's the dream? Relationship, marriage, kids, whatever, companionship. So, anybody curious, men and women, to like help me dig up a little bit what's going on with them great. And so, could, I, we talk about what else i offer for them yeah, if they want to, if they want to that, get down yeah that'll be great so um at the email andre coaching one at gmail if you have irresistible book in the subject you'll get a book um if you want to talk about some of your blind spots uh andre mm -hmm. you will put talk now and that's so very generous, Andre, as well as you spending this time with me on the podcast. I really appreciate it. And uh, you take care, okay? Thank you. I think I appreciate you helping me spread this out there. Part of my oh, mission. Love the hope. Love the hope. Appreciate right. it. Great. Take Bye. care. Bye. You too. I'm so grateful that you've listened to the end of this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review it, and share it with your friends. I love teaching insights so that you can have a more impactful and meaningful life. It's my mission to build a thriving community of happy, fulfilled people. Want more? Visit my website at yourspectacularlife.com.